All right. Welcome to Investing in Humanity with Andy and Caitlin Blair, uh, researching investments through the lens of history. I am one of your co-hosts, Andy Blair, and uh, I'm here along with my wife, Caitlin. Say hi, Caitlin. Hello. Hello. Uh, I am, uh, well, I was a teacher <laughs> uh, of history, uh, and now we've sort of adjusted moving into podcasting. Uh, and so I wanted to keep my teaching skills up, and I love investing, so why not do both? Uh, one thing I found is that investors in general suck at thinking, uh, and this podcast is meant to provide a different view. In no way should you take this as investment advice or should you ever even listen to me? Rather, it's, it, think of it as uh, it's contrarian thinking. Because in the investing world, anytime someone has a bad idea, they just say it's contrarian and then they sound like a genius. Uh, I don't understand valuation. I understand humanity. And there will be no talk of charts or data beyond PE and other basic metrics. Uh, the other reason for the podcast, well, people will pay to get rich or stay rich and they won't really pay very much to have their children educated. So our first topic all organisms. I have so much to oh, say about that. You have so much to say. Let's yeah. see. Okay. Let's so hear you're starting a podcast. Starting and a podcast. You say never listen to me. <laughs> yes, I, I get what you're saying. It's more uh, you shouldn't take the words I say and then make financial poor financial decisions based on it. You should make only good financial decisions based on what I say. I think what, yeah, I think what you're saying is like, what, this is a place to like grow and conceptualize yes. things. Like this isn't yeah. like necessarily like direct, like, hey, but, but, but. Exactly, so, so. exactly. I'm not Jim Cramer. Yeah, this Look. is a hot, mm -hmm. this is a hot stock right now. Mm -hmm. Like You're just like, hey guys, these are big concepts from history. I think it's applying to this current situation right now. Let's take a pause and think about it. Yep, absolutely. I definitely think But don't that. listen to me. But listen to me. Mm -hmm. But listen to the podcast, but mm -hmm. not to me and my advice. You all that specific advice. <laughs> you already understand how my students think. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what's a PPE? I mean, I'm a nurse, a so I know a what PPE is. Uh, price to earnings ratio. Oh, okay. The price. price of the stock to the earnings. And is it called a PTE? PE. Just a PE. Mm -hmm. Like a pulmonary embolism. Yes, but not that. Okay. So, uh, our first topic. So, I'm just going to be taking concepts that I actually use in my classes uh, and showing how they apply to the real world. And so, our first concept uh, is that all organisms are either dying or adapting. Now, what what that means is that think of everything in living the living world of biology, right? You have flowers, trees, animals. Well, they are either one dying and if they're in which case they may go extinct or they are adapting now like think of homo sapiens homo sapiens come from a long history uh, of other homo species and you know so much before that and all of our ancestors they adapted that's why we're here right now at this table is that our ancestors have adapted yeah my ancestors were like uh I am not staying outside. I'm going to build something to get the hell out of this place. Exactly. Likewise, most of our ancestors were the ones who were like, I don't want to fight in that war. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's generally how it works. That is true, actually. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, I think what our ancestors will say about us is that we were the first generation to be like, yes, I'm not leaving my house, but I still want food. <laughs> yeah. 
and thus Just Grubhub. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so this idea, right? So everything is either dying or is adapting. There really is no in between. Like there isn't just like, oh, it's just going to be the same forever. Like status quo. There There's is no, no like there, Homo mm -hmm. sapiens status quo. Yes. Exactly. There is no status quo. Now we could definitely argue, like in terms of Homo sapiens, because of the nature of the world we've created around us, right? Like we've created a huge. Mm -hmm like, you know, protection to where, like, if you get a scratch, it doesn't mean you're going to die out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's, like, a lot more protection, mm -hmm. and so the rate at which we're adapting is maybe a little bit slower. Ma ex yes, and that's yeah. actually a big theory that people talk about, is, like, can, will humans still adapt mm -hmm. and evolve? Because we, you know, obviously, you know, for understandable reasons, aren't just sacrificing the weak. Yeah. Whereas in, in the state of nature, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, when it comes to companies and when we think about investing, I really think it's such a good lens to have as you look at a company and consider because a company is just a living organism. It's a collection of a bunch of people who who identify around uh, an, uh, an idea that they all believe in. So like at Intel, right? Like everyone who works at Intel believes in Intel. They believe it's an entity mm -hmm. and they all cooperate to make something happen. Now like any organism, it is either dying or it is adapting to its new environment. Mm -hmm. Now, now we've seen plenty of companies die before. I mean, it, you know, you even have the Dutch East Indic company it eventually died. It, it was, did? It was spoiler very, alert. I know, spoiler alert. Uh, you can't have spoiler alerts when it comes to history. Okay. But, but You can if you're unaware of history. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, like who won the War of 1812? I don't know. But so So that's that idea that uh, you know, when you consider a company, you ha you can think: Is this a company that is dying, or is it a company that's adapting? So, take for instance a company that today just announced that uh, they're declaring. Uh, I think I think they said they're declaring bankruptcy. Or I need to go back. This is a first test, so we, yeah. I didn't actually plan anything. Yeah. But J.C. Penney, right? Oh, I can guarantee you, they're declaring bankruptcy. Because mm -hmm. their jeans are horrendous. Absolutely. Now, I, I even saw a thing to like where... the clothes my mom would pick. There's not <laughs> one good thing out of that store. So back in 2009, their stock was worth about $60 a share. Mm -hmm. Last I saw, uh, like yesterday, it was like pennies. JC Pennies. <laughs> JC's oh, Pennies was final pennies. It was always... There, it was meant to be. There. It was always there on the storefront. It was. But that's the idea, right? Like to where... It, it would be a horror. It's been a horrible idea to invest in JCPenney's. My grandmother would take me to JCPenney's and I hated it. I hated every part of it. It made me feel like so lame, so uncool. Yeah. It made me, it made me feel poor. Like I understand yeah. like it, maybe there were savings, but like I just felt so lame every time I went to JCPenney's. You guys should write in with your JCPenney horror story. <laughs> JC... I would literally, we've never talked about this before. We've yeah. been married for eight years. But we never, I used to like, hide in the clothes you know those circular clothes racks yes, that they yeah, have? Yeah. if you climb under yeah. it you can hide in the middle and i would just sit there and hide from my mom for like a little while while she'd chop because i was like if i hide here she can't find any clothes for me. <laughs> i was probably like 10 8 or 10 yeah definitely too old to get away with it but still young and i would say i think that especially for people our age like that was the age where you went to jc penny and you hated every moment yeah. which meant right like so then when we became the main consumers we're not going to JC Penney's yeah. ever. And Penny's didn't JC Penney's didn't adapt. And they, what you're exactly, exactly. They were a company that never adapted. Mm -hmm. Even right, like um, another example people often use Sears. 
mm-hmm. to where like, hey, you know, Sears literally had a catalog. They were known for their catalog, but they never adapted to an online presence. Now, Sears actually had a lot of other things uh, to where uh, they they were uh, sort of taken over by uh, a private venture, and then they were forced to comp- like segments were forced to compete with each other instead of um, cooperating. So it wasn't as simple for them to just go online. Exactly. Okay. Like to where everyone was afraid and terrified the whole time. Okay. Of, of like people within, because they were, because there's that idea of like, well, competition's so good. We should compete with ourselves. And like a Hunger Games situation? Yes, exactly like Hunger Games. That's really what wow. Sears was. And that's what it like destroyed Sears. Wow. Now, meanwhile, Amazon, right? Holy moly. Yeah. is Amazon constantly adapting, right? Yeah. Like, like we could go through a list of things that Amazon does. And I still remember the first time, it was around the year 2004, that my mom owned a bookstore. So, so I knew about Amazon at a fairly young age. And I just loved Amazon. It was a really nice interface, super good. And especially when they started having other products, I would buy everything Amazon. I remember asking, telling a friend like, oh, like, did you get that on Amazon? He's like, what? I only, no, I used eBay. I only use Amazon for books. Cause he still had a mindset, like Amazon is for books. Yeah. And, uh, but I was like, no, like you literally can get anything on Amazon. And now look where we're at now. They, yeah. You can get anything on Amazon. You can all, and Am, pretty much every website more or less because of Amazon web services it's uses Amazon. Amazon. Like, yeah. and, and Amazon is continually adapting. I mean, there's talk right now of uh, Amazon buying AMC. Yeah. Right? Like, again, think of that type of ad- adaptation to the environment they find themselves in. Sure. And, and so that's something where, right? Like, so if you're choosing between like Amazon and JCPenney's, like, it, people will sometimes be like, oh, well, look at the value at JCPenney's, right? Like they they make money. Where's Amazon? Amazon doesn't make money. That's because Amazon's investing it. Or worse, <laughs> worse than that, people would look at the stock price of JCPenney's and be like, wow, it used to be 60 and <laughs> now it's to, like just pennies. Like maybe this is a penny stock I can get rich. Exactly. And then you look at the price of Amazon and you're like, what is it up to like $2,400 <laughs> or something <laughs> like that per one stock? And you're like, Oh mm-hmm. man, that's yeah. way too much. Mm-hmm. But the the adaptability speaks mm-hmm. to future earnings. Exactly, and it's one of those things with the adaptability or dying. It, you know, to have specific metrics and valuations for that, I think is actually hard. Mm-hmm. I think you actually have to like know a company and see what they're doing and yeah. consider like, is this new? Is this innovative? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of Tesla, right? Like, uh, you ha- you could have Ford. Or you could have Tesla. And it, it's just one of those things where, like, if you look at pure metrics, like, you might, you know, you probably still won't say Ford's a good investment. But you might be like, well, hey, like, you know, Ford makes all this money and they're able to produce all this product, whereas Tesla, gosh, they're losing money. But God, my goodness, think about the innovation Tesla does and what they're doing is new and different. Yeah. Which it, I understood the concept very clearly mm-hmm. with JCPenney versus Amazon, but with Ford versus Tesla, mm-hmm. I get like a little nervous because like Ford is so known mm-hmm. and while they're not adapting and growing at the rate that Tesla is, mm-hmm. you just like stay the course. Like they're mm-hmm. just kind of like a mm-hmm. steady eddy kind of stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Tesla has more... Mm-hmm kind of ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I see what you mean in terms of like, they're they're situated to adapt and address problems of the future. Exactly. While Ford is saying like, 
we'll make you a car. Mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. Absolutely. Maybe we'll put a TV in it. No, like that was you know. <laughs> now there's GPS. Yeah. Re, you know, re, yeah. reverse cameras or whatever. Mm-hmm. While Tesla's like, yeah, we're making like an innovative car, mm-hmm. but we're also doing mm-hmm. solar. We're mm-hmm. also doing some like underground hyper speed thing in Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't tunnel. know. That that's that's a different company. Okay, but, but but still Elon Musk. Yeah. But is that I yeah. Oh it's not Tesla. No, it's not okay. Tesla. Okay. But but yeah, exactly. So you have just electric cars to where I mean gosh, a few years ago, remember how people talked about electric cars? It was like the Jetsons, like no way will we have electric cars. Mm-hmm. Tesla has changed that. They flipped that. And then yeah, in batteries in solar panels, like like yeah, and, it, and that's where a lot of their innovation is coming from. They're adapting to this challenge of how do we what's the energy of the future? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think didn't kind of like the technology for solar energy, which came first, chicken or the egg? The solar energy battery Mm -hmm. capability or like the car like were they inventing car stuff and they're like man we're really good at like cell power Mm -hmm. and like creating batteries and then they did solar out of that no so so, yeah so like solar panels came first right yeah i know like in the world but i mean like for tesla were they first like just cars and then they decided to spin off into solar pure solar and energy first and they decided to make cars so the solar part came from solar city which was a a side like another company and then it was doing poorly so tesla just bought it okay because they have some yeah some knowledge in the area exactly because they have of that understanding of it, batteries it, and it's so batteries that's all it is energy storage yeah, yeah i always i always tell students yeah. like if you want to be on the cusp of innovation batteries <laughs> <laughs> like it's not plastic it's batteries not potato batteries or lemon batteries did i mean ever, maybe absolutely. did you ever do of course that in did. science fair oh i yeah it was, uh, well, you know me in the science fair of course those are all yeah. good projects no it's an it's an interesting concept i haven't really thought mm-hmm. about before and like I clearly get it in one mm-hmm. on one side with the Amazon mm-hmm. and JC Penney's, but then on another side I get a little afraid. Ex- but I think mm-hmm. that it challenges me to like yeah. look beyond. And that's the ch- and that really is the challenge. And that's why I think like viewing every all all organisms, even the company, as either dying or adapting mm-hmm. is a really useful practice. But it is hard, right? Because especially because we. It, think of our own bodies, right? We don't think of ourselves as dying or adapting, but the reality is that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and, and so even think, can you think of any like companies that you own to where you feel like, oh my gosh, they are adapting. Like they are like sure. thinking of something new and we're looking forward. Hmm. Well, I think of like beyond me, but I think that they've been thinking different and moving forward from conception. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see how they continue to evolve like mm-hmm. as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But like from conception, they thought differently, mm-hmm. but the challenge is to continue to think differently and to ch- choose how to think differently mm-hmm. going forward. Exactly. And we could even, you know, I think beyond is a great example of that. That is looking very much looking forward Whereas you consider, you know, traditional, the traditional way in which we would grow all this food and then we would feed it to these animals and then raise the animals and slaughter them and process them, right? That's the tradition. That's how we used to do it in the old days. That way is dying. Like, that's just how... Unintended? <laughs> oh, gosh. Sadly. Any cow I'm sorry for any vegans. I I always... Or any cows who are listening. For the cows, yeah. But uh, like, let's even take like Apple and Microsoft, right? So right out the gate, super innovative, super impressive. 
but then both of them had times where they they were kind of dying like where microsoft was just like hey here's microsoft word and excel yeah this yeah. is what we have enjoy yeah. like that uh that paperclip guy can only <laughs> yeah, and, so far. And it's like, hey, we, you know, we have the Zune, yeah. right? And it wasn't until recently uh, with their new CEO that they've been able to uh, adapt. Yeah. And they have they have adapted so well to where they're thriving. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're doing an amazing job. And same thing, Apple. Like there was a time where Apple was dying and they had to bring back Steve Jobs because mm -hmm. Steve Jobs had vision. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, I would say like investors and businessmen typically don't have vision. Yep. Like they are trained to th recognize and think about the numbers, which is good and awesome. And, sure. you know, you need those, well, as I call nerds, yeah. but they don't always have that vision to see beyond and to then see how can we adapt to survive. Yeah. So basically the takeaway, the investing in humanity takeaway for this episode is look at a company a company's mm -hmm. adaptability and then their adaptability in their products, the adaptability in their ideas, adaptability in even like their CEOs and how they think mm -hmm. when, and that's something to take into consideration mm -hmm. when investing. And always think, is this company dying or is it actually adapting? And a lot of companies will want you to make it look like they're adapting, but the reality is they're dying. Yeah. And it'll, and oftentimes, and with companies, it's a slow death yeah. because systems are set up to keep them around. Yeah. So that is true. That was something I was thinking about, but I don't think we have time to get into that on this episode, but there are a couple, some remain on life support. Some companies remain <laughs> on life support. Exactly. In the same way, you know, we manipulate our lives. We can stay alive yeah. to where we're given that third option. That is true with companies as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Investing in Humanity. Please send us your JCPenney horror, shopping horror stories. Mm -hmm. um, send us in other uh, examples of companies that you think are adapting well mm -hmm. or dying a painful death. Mm -hmm. And feel free to Venmo me at AC Blair. I'll take your money. Thanks for listening. Until next time. For the sake of transparency, some of the stocks discussed today may be held by individual investors. This podcast should be just informational, not, an, not investment advice, not an offer of sale of a security. The fundamental concept is that you should not rely upon the information you hear today or opinions. Rather, you should use what you hear as starting points for doing independent research on companies and investment techniques. Then judge for yourself the merits of the material as we continue to go forward and invest in humanity.